everybody. Welcome to Happy Healthy You, the podcast. I'm Connie Bowman, and Happy Healthy You is all about living a joyful life with balance in mind, body, and spirit. And we took a stab at simplification and downsizing in our last podcast. We talked to Kim McMahon from Let's Move, and she gave us some great tips for downsizing and simplifying our lives. And if I sound a little blissful, it's because I just come out of a short five-minute meditation inspired by our next guest. And Scott Morgan is a meditation teacher, among many other things, but he's just a dynamic, amazing, spiritual mentor of mine. And he teaches meditation to uh, children and adults alike, and he inspires so many people to lead a more meditative and create a discipline for themselves in meditation in their lives. So without further ado, I bring you Scott Morgan. Thank you so much for joining us to my talk about one of my favorite subjects, meditation. Thanks for having me. Scott, you are a meditation teacher. Tell us where you teach. I teach at a neuropsychology center. It's a practice, a neuropsychology practice, mm-hmm. and I teach primarily adults and teenagers how to, and you know what, we change the name. Because kids, if you ask them what it's meditation, they go, oh, I mean, you just gotta sit and close your eyes and go, right. and they say, that's really boring. So we change the name, we call it mindful concentration. Mm, and that seems to work it, for the teens. Far better, because mindful, you go, what's that? You go, you're more aware, they go, oh, okay. And <sighs> what's concentration? Well, that's when you focus. And I, I also call it Jedi mind tricks. Oh, sweet. Now that... <laughs> and they like that. That is cool. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah, right, right. So meditation for teenagers, that must be an interesting... Uh, so you must be really good if you can teach <laughs> teenagers. Well, I couch it in their language. All right. So we're hearing these days that all of us should meditate. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is meditation and why is it good for us? Okay. Let's do the simplest way to imagine it. You have four types of brain waves. You have beta waves, which go very fast. It's what you're thinking. It's what you, your to-do list, active thoughts. Oh, when I'm done, I got to get gas in the car. Okay. Then you have alpha waves, which are below that okay. and tends to be more grouped. So like family, work, career, they tend to be bunched, typically more pleasant thoughts than your active to-do list, which could or could not be pleasant. Below that are your theta waves. And they literally move, kind of, I often use the analogy like underwater. These are down where there's absolutely no current, but there's still movement. Right. And you can be conscious, but you have to willfully get there. Below that are delta waves, and that's where you go to sleep and you're unconscious or you're sub, deep subconscious. And that's not of use to us in meditation. So in meditation, we try to get underneath the, the beta waves, the active, underneath the alphas, and get down to theta. That's the whole point of meditation. And what does that potentially do for us if Oof. we can reach those levels? Oh, my goodness. Well, you know better than I because you know the body-mind-spirit connections. Mm-hmm. What this does is almost let you rewire yourself mm. in the sense that if there's something physically the matter, mm-hmm. you can go down to a deeper internal place and say, what is that? what's my perspective from a place of stillness, a place of centeredness, and look at issues and 
uh, things you want to alter in your life from that perspective as opposed to the external, now how do I correct myself? Wow. Do you have any examples from patients or, or that, you know, you don't have to mention their names, obviously, but but of success stories? Yes. Uh, Two teens come to mind and one adult comes to mind. The adult one that comes to mind is a wonderful lady who is trying to find carve out a place in her life for her own uh, development, her own, uh, own. she just needed time. Mm-hmm. She was incredibly busy, bunch of kids, very successful. And when she went down to that theta level, she said, oh, you know what I need to do is I just need to carve out like half an hour in the morning because then the rest of my day unfolds based on that half an hour. So if I can get up early or have a cup of tea or do writing, that was her body teaching herself what it needed mm. as opposed to, you know, sit down and say, you know what you need? You need half an hour to yourself. She devised that herself. Another teenager, another wonderful gal who was struggling with tests, now sees it from that deeper level. She goes, oh, I can see the essence of questions. I can see the what they're kind of asking underneath the actual mm-hmm. verbiage. So she was taking tests from a whole deeper level as opposed to, oh, my God, what's the answer? Hmm. Last example, you like this one because you play tennis. Um, a guy was having trouble closing out games. He would be doing really well, and he'd get to kind of like the last game, the last part of the last set, and he just couldn't close it out. And he found that from theta, he was getting, as he get, got closer to winning, he was, his actual mind was jumping up to the beta level going, oh my God, get this point. Oh my God, get that ball. Mm. When he could get to the end of a game and drop to a theta level, he said, you know, it really doesn't matter about this particular one, but, but why not? He was able to view it from a deeper perspective as opposed to the anxiety of I have to win, I have to win. Now that it requires training. I mean, mm-hmm. it requires practice mm-hmm. and, and a little bit of uh, discipline, mm-hmm. wouldn't you say? Oh, without a doubt. And I think meditation mindful concentration, whatever you like to call it, I think you have to practice. Mm-hmm. And it's almost a basically 20 minutes a day kind of thing to get going. And how long would you say, for example, one of these, the, the woman who came up with her mm-hmm. own discipline mm-hmm. of uh, how, how many meditation sessions on an average would it take to reach that level where you start getting insights oh, that's for yourself? A, that's a great question. The point of meeting somebody like me is that she one, didn't know how to get to that level on right. her own. And second, she wasn't sure what to do when she got there. So I walk them through these. And I it's a guided meditation that I kind of help you organize your thoughts as you're going. Not where they should fall, but how is your mind functioning. Right. So that when you get down to that level, you go, oh, I see. This is the way I'm wired. This I like. This might I like might like to make some changes in. But you see how your brain functions. So you can actually have some instantaneous revelations yep. during a, a yep. practice with you. Oh, without a doubt. Yeah. Wow, that's really cool. Because one of the things I've found from just personally trying to do it on my own is that the revelations don't necessarily come at the time of meditation, but they might come later. Oh, how does that work? That, that's very cool. I probably residual effects. So if I worked with you specifically or, or a teacher... I may be able to have some more instantaneous, like a yeah. jiffy, yeah. jiffy meditation <laughs> drive through. Yeah. You, you probably would get it quicker only because the only thing that coaches really help you with is help you notice things you're already noticing, hmm. but okay. more, you're more cognizant right, right. of what's going on and why, 
as opposed to, oh, that was random, and then maybe later you have another random association. Right. So it, a coach always makes you see those links immediately. It's a guide. It's a it's guide. It's a guide, just like in tennis or meditation or financial planning. Wow. What an interesting idea because, you know, I usually just sit down and meditate, and most people I know sit down and meditate, and it's kind of it, – once you get into that state of mm-hmm. – I guess it's theta that mm-hmm. I'm in yes, or right, bliss, right. whatever. Yeah, right. I feel so good. Yeah. I don't want to come out and of it. And I certainly out. don't want to tell myself where to go or whatever. And yeah, yeah. Right. That's so exactly a guide right. would be very helpful. Okay, let's talk about how to do it. Okay. How to do it. Um, seems pretty simple. You sit down, you close your eyes. <laughs> but, you but it's not really, no, is it's it? It's really hard. <laughs> it's really hard. What is What is the best scenario for having a successful Ah, uh, Fabulous question. Every meditation I've ever done where I tried to just drop in on my own never worked. The ones that have worked the best are when I do sensory integration first. Mm. That means before you begin, listen to what you hear. Imagine the thoughts that are in your mind. Listen to your tummy and how it's hungry or thirsty or do you need to use the facilities? How do you feel kinesthetically? Are you sore or tired? And just take inventory of how you feel. Hmm. That allows you, one, when you do then close your eyes, and I actually suggest people do that open-eyed. When you do close your eyes, those no longer become distractions. Mm-hmm. You, you don't have to tell yourself, oh, I shouldn't be hungry or I wish I wasn't tired. You go, fine, I happen to be tired today. I happen to be uh, regurgitating a peanut butter sandwich. Mm-hmm. That's just going to be part of this. And then it's not a distraction when you start to drop into lower levels. Right. The other thing I think that helps is it starts this process, which is incredibly important, that there's nothing the matter with beta thoughts or alpha thoughts. They are a quarter of how we think. You have to have your to-do brain. And you appreciate it. You embrace it. it it's, there, it's not a pejorative at all. It's not bad thoughts. It's just part of our thoughts. Right. Another way I think about it, and kids like this too, is you have a lot more bandwidth than we're used to. Mm, so like where, yeah, where you may be functioning on one level a lot, and a lot of anxiety comes from a lo- whole lot of beta thoughts. <laughs> mm-hmm. Alpha thoughts, a little bit better, but very mm, little more normal day. And then the theta level, the one that's most important to us in meditation, is that you see you can almost function between all of them at the same time. You start to be able to uh, be cognizantly aware of how your mind is working. Wow. And we can carry that into real life. Yeah. Oh, without a doubt. And the other thing that that observance of um, the body and the, the all the senses also drops us into our body, where mm-hmm. which is where we do not reside in a lot of, I don't know, what percentage of our time. Right? Yeah, that's a great comment. Right. That's exactly right. And meditation only works if you are willing to go inside. Mm-hmm. You can't say, I'm going to reach this external place of bliss and... And be, will my, and be, yeah, and will uh, myself in La there. La Land. And be in La La, La is, Land, yeah. right. Okay, so is it important to sit up straight? Mm, great question. Um, I always say be comfortable. Okay. The only, the good part about sitting up straight is that it keeps you from falling asleep. Mm-hmm. So I think it's more the alertness that's important. Because if you think about meditation as not being a place of go to La La Land or bliss, like you right. call it, and then come back, I think that's quite honestly, a little pointless. Mm-hmm. I like to go learn something and come back. I know. <laughs> That's what Isn't I like. Isn't that the cool, yeah. coolest so part? So if you think about being alert during that, I want to remember 
my meditation. I want to, I don't want to just bliss out and mm -hmm. go, well, okay, well that's over. I want to go. It's an enjoyable experience, learn something and come back. Then yes, you have to be alert for that. So yes, keeping your spine straight, keeping somewhat active, but you don't have to sit straight up. You don't have to cross your legs. You don't have to do the things with your fingers. Keep it simple. Keep okay. it simple. Okay. And then breath. Talk about breath, the importance. That's really good. Um, you know, in another hat that I wear, I teach voice a lot. I tend not to overthink the breath only because I don't want you in meditation to be thinking, am I breathing? Am I not breathing? Um, however, there's a rhythm to breath that's helpful. Another way to think about it, and I do this a lot with my meditations that I teach, I'll use different analogies. How do you drop down? Water I gave you, there's a whole bunch of other ones mm -hmm. that I use. And kids and adults plug into different scenarios. They go, I, I really like this, I, the other one I don't care for. Colors, there's a whole bunch of ways we can drop down. And one of those is per thought wave pattern, you change your breath a little bit. So it's completely fine to have a more shallow breath at beta. It's kind of appropriate. When you're thinking about the groupings in your life, how do you organize family, career, um, act, uh, activities, then your breath is going to change. And when you get down to theta, your breath itself is actually going to drop even lower. Hmm. So yes, it does follow, but usually using just the breath to get there doesn't quite do it. You almost have to see this as everything is mirroring a brain level change. Oh, that's interesting. Okay. Okay. So I asked this of my um, uh, trainer the other day in Physical a podcast. Trainer? Yes. I said, what's the minimum amount that we can work out and still <laughs> be in shape? What's the minimum amount of meditation that you would recommend to a client or one of your kids on their just own to get you started and to get sort of in the groove okay that's a phenomenal question the first thing i would say is don't freak out about doing it every day the point is to try to get yourself into a different state of awareness okay so i always look for places when you can mm. so for kids going to high school and they're being dropped off, I go, how about that little journey in the car? When you want to tune your parents out anyway, <laughs> if they're, if they're <laughs> exactly driving right. you, right? Exactly right. So you want to say, just kind of center yourself. Go, what's the day ahead look like? How am I feeling? Where am I likely to foresee some bumps ahead? What are the parts I'm looking forward to? And just be more mindful of the day ahead. That's incredibly helpful. If you talk about more real deeper self-guided meditation when no one's helping you, I would say... If you can get in 15 minutes, that's good. I would not do it if you get, can only do less than 10. It takes mm -hmm. about 10 minutes mm -hmm. to kind of get to those lower levels and go, okay, I've checked in with all the others. I've also now checked in with my lower theta divine regions. And then coming back up takes about 15 minutes. You can do longer, of course, but at least 15. But you don't have to do it every day. Cool. So, very cool. Well, I can do that. Yeah. Okay, so thank you so much for giving us this great introduction to meditation. And I think probably before we actually go into a meditation and take us, we'll take us through a short, oh, take sure. me through a short meditation. Okay, well, and do we have the listeners, <laughs> I think, I think the listeners can can get the gist of it, okay. and they can. Yeah, that's right. Okay, can I'll try to do it. Okay. Um, you don't have to necessarily. 
I want to don't have to bring you back. Bring us back. You can bring me back. Well, maybe I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, don't listen bef- to this if you're driving. All right. Before we get into that, let's um, have you give us the information if somebody wants to get in touch with you and work ah. with you either um, okay. online or or by phone or in sure. In sure, you can contact person. me a couple of ways. Uh, my cell phone's two zero two six six nine. 0611. I do unlimited texting. <laughs> That's fine. Um, and the other is through the Neuropsychology Center that I mentioned. It's my wife's practice. It's hard to spell. And it's called, you can send me an email, scott at pasqualvaca.com. You spell that P-A-S-C-U-A-L-V-A-C-A, pasqualvaca.com. Okay. All right. So I'm ready. Yeah, I'm yeah. ready. Okay. Let's, Where do you want to go? Let's go. Oh, what, I want to go deep. You want to go deep? Well, <laughs> then we're going to have time for that. You have okay. to turn this thing off. Okay, right. True. Um, what would be the most helpful? How are you feeling today, for example? I'm feeling great. I had a run this morning. I feel really okay. kind of centered and balanced. So, great. So, yeah, this should be. So, your intent today for this meditation, what would you set your intent to be? Mm, well, I like the idea of finding out. Okay, what's my next podcast? Okay. What, what is the next person or okay. that that would what do my viewers want to hear next after okay. this one? Great. Okay. Okay. So I'll try to my do viewers. this. My viewers, they're not my viewers. <laughs> your your I'm, listenership. I see you, but I don't <laughs> I don't really see you. My listeners. Yes. Um so I'm going to do this relatively quickly and almost kind of walk through what the points would be. Okay. Is that fair enough? Mm-hmm. So I can bring you back up very quickly. Okay. And if you are listening out there, please, if you're driving, pull over to the side. We don't want you. <laughs> yeah, we don't want no theta drivers. <laughs> we want your alpha and betas when you're driving. Right. All right. So first we do, and you don't have to answer out loud, Connie, but we do a sensory check. Things you hear. Things you smell. Maybe a taste in your mouth. You check your physical body. Are you sore from your run? Warm? Little tweak in the knee? And always check your kinesthetic sense internally. You hungry? Little thirsty? Just how you feel in general. Great. And typically at this point, I would have Connie already has her eyes closed, but then I would have you close your eyes and do those quickly again. Because with your eyes closed, typically then your hearing is more acute. The images in your mind are now no longer external. They are internal images. And I also introduce the sound of my voice, not as a hypnotic tool, but as a guide. So that if at any time you say, I've had enough or I'm uncomfortable, you just listen to my voice and go, ah, that's right. I'm in a room with Scott. Okay. Also. So I introduce my voice as a guide to you, and you'll notice the vibration of my voice now is is more beta-oriented. And with the intent that you've set today, I would say, Connie, so think of all the possibilities. Let your mind wander. Let it be very beta-oriented. Go, oh, maybe I should call this person. Maybe I should call that person. Oh, so-and-so would be great. And that's fine. That's a very important aspect of thinking. So you embrace that and say, yes, that's true. In fact, part of those beta waves may continue to function during this exercise. So if, for example, you get an idea, oh, you know, I should always always thought about calling Billy about this, go, 
that's right, that's a beta thought. It belongs in the more surface realms, okay? Then I'm going to introduce, as you hear my voice changing a little bit. Good. Now we're going to go below those betas and look at the alpha waves. Again, if you like that analogy of water, we've now dropped below the waves where there's all the splash, but we're still in current. Typically here will be thoughts about podcasts in general. Not whether you're going to run tomorrow, but physical fitness in general. Your family in general. And notice, as I just heard your tummy gurgle, that that's a incredibly appropriate. You just drop down and things already have changed. I'm only mirroring that in my voice. Where things are a little more fluid down here, there's a little more space between things, perfectly conscious, an important part of our thinking. Notice that the betas can still exist, but they kind of trickle up to the surface. Alphas exist. And then I want you to go below even those. Follow my voice. And we're going to drop down to the theta level. Notice here that there is not so much current, but more of a pulse. Down here, you don't need air or water or food. You just are. It's just your being. Notice very gently that if you were to look below, you would see a beautiful expanse of deeper water, maybe even a deeper color. And that's a nice place to go when we're asleep, but not now when we're meditating. The beautiful part also of Theta, besides how nice it feels, is that you can now almost look up at the alpha ring level above you and the betas way above you. It's like seeing the origin of current without being caught in the current. Stay here for a moment. Notice those alpha thoughts. Notice those beta thoughts up above. And notice that down here, you could almost with a thought alter one of the behavior patterns above. So I'll invite you now to select something 
or you might like to make an alteration. Perhaps based on your original intent, but not necessarily. Where would you like to alter, or what, from your new, deeper, profound, wiser self? And just plant that seed, either in the alpha level, or way up on top in the beta level. I'll give you a few more moments here, and then I'll bring you home. It's very tempting to stay here, but I need to gently bring you back. Once again, look down below at the delta waves, because you might this evening come back to this place before going off to sleep, and notice how easy that would happen. Bid farewell to the theta waves temporarily in the sense that we will always have some residue, some feeling from down here, but it won't quite be as focused. And following my voice, I want you to come back to the alpha level. Notice the categories of your life, almost like you're swimming among bubbles. Oh yes, my family, oh yes. There's my career, there's my wellness, there's my podcast. And if this is the place you made an alteration, just notice it. And notice it was changed from those critical layers of origin down below. So no external effort needs to be made here. Appreciate and embrace your alpha thoughts. And then following my voice, notice your beta thoughts also. Up we come closer to the surface. Notice my voice has mirrored that. It's lighter. It's more closer to the presence of everyday activity. Notice that if you made an, a change here, an alteration on this level, that the seed was already planted, nothing you have to do. But do take note of it. Say, ah, that's right. I've made a slight alteration in that. Also notice that you could, if I said, come on, let's go back down, you now know the route, and you could say, oh, I could drop down. But for now, we're not. We're just going to appreciate those other levels. And very shortly, we're going to keep closer to these beta thoughts, and we're slowly going to consider opening our eyes. But before we do, I want to plant one more interesting idea in your thoughts, which is that part of you, part of your true being, was also aware that you have four layers of thought. 
So there must be another part of you as well. On that profound thought, we'll slowly consider opening our eyes, but first just wiggle your fingers, wiggle your toes. No one's looking, not even me. I've closed my eyes. Make a funny face. Move your eyes behind your closed lids. Make sure they function properly. Appreciate and embrace the beautiful parts of yourself in the wonderful way your brain is constructed. And at the count of three, let's say, we'll open our eyes. Ready? Wiggle your fingers and toes one more time. And we're just about to come back. And one, two, three. And we're back. Connie, come back. Oh. Connie, come back. Oh. Connie, there oh. you are. Hi, hi, hi. Wiggle oh. your fingers. Okay, you're back. Oh, that was great. You're back. Is that good for you? <laughs> it's always <laughs> great with you. Oh, thank you so much. My pleasure. I have to say goodbye. See you next time. I mean, 